It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, May 9th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is starting to get the draft lottery jitters. Oh, yeah. I love it. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to start today's show with the news about Ivan Fedotov and a couple of other interesting things that came out the end of last week. We are going to start getting ready for tomorrow's draft lottery, playing a little game, and then it's Monday, so we'll have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you're listening right now. So hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Russ, so we got huge news over the weekend. And I say that literally and mm-hmm. figuratively, given Ivan Fedotov's height. But uh, he did sign a one-year ELC with the Flyers. And those are the rules. If you're 24 yep. years old or older, you have to sign a one-year ELC if you haven't played in the league yet. So he did so for $925,000 for the one season. We've been talking about Fedotov for a while now on the show in terms of the possibility of him coming over and what that might look like and we got word from chuck fletcher in his end of season press conference that it was a priority and lo and behold they got it done yeah who knows where he's going to be flying through he's probably going to have to (laughs) connect from a few different places to get this done but it's good it's good to see again we're going to have to cut him some slack and see how long it takes him to adjust to north america but i will bristle by saying we're, we're i see online some some writers are saying hey they, they still might hire a backup, an NHL backup, because they don't know about Fedotov. But my feeling is, well, you still have Sandstrom, too. Like, if you really did want to save somewhere, backup goalie is the place you could save. Like, I'm sure if, if Fedotov is not 100%, you let him have, like, three phantom starts. But big deal. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I think that, you know, we'll talk about what it means for Felix Sandstrom and the goalie depth here. But I think... If we have Ivan Fedotov as our backup, that is a huge cost savings. And we know that we're in cap trouble this year. And I think if they can get him NHL ready by the start of the season, I am all for it. Because, you know, we talked a lot about his success at the Olympics. He was a silver medalist for Team Russia with a 1.85 goals against average, a 937 save percentage in you know, in that tournament. I'm sorry, that was his playoff results in the KHL playoffs. But in the Olympics, uh, in six games, he had a 1.61 goals against average and a 943 save percentage. So even better. He really only had one down game in that tournament. And it was really a team 
failure, I thought, in that one particular match that they lost. So, And that was on NHL ice, so, you know, that is a, an introduction to it. Yeah, so he does have experience on the smaller ice. Had a really successful season in the KHL with their team uh, winning the championship. And so I, I think that he is ready to go. I think that, like you said, there'll be some adjustment here. Yeah, communication, but... things mm-hmm. like that. You know, if he gets a start or two at Lehigh, I'm even okay with that. Fine. Exactly. Now, what it means for Felix Sandstrom, Sandstrom is a Group 6 UFA this offseason. So the Flyers will have to sign him. But I'm not sure there's a huge market out there for Sandstrom, for him to test that market. He might. He might choose to do that. But I do think that... Uh, the Flyers will make a good faith effort to sign him. And between Fedotov and Sandstrom, one of them is your third string, you know, who plays a lot of games with the Phantoms. And, you know, maybe they switch back and forth for a little bit until they figure out who it is. But I do do think they're going to have to work to get a decent contract for Sandstrom. They will, and they should make that a priority because if they lose Sandstrom just because – no guarantee Fedotov is, you know, going to stay beyond two years. Even if he signs, I think he gets one more year, right, with our RFA rights, something like that. And he'll probably double his salary, even if he just has a mediocre year. Yeah. So the, the Flyers do need to still keep Sandstrom. They do. They do. But I think that he's affordable. So between the two of them, I think the Flyers are actually in really good shape goaltending-wise, which is good because they're not in good shape in a lot of areas. So, uh, you know, assuming they can get a deal done with Felix Antrim, I think I think we're in good shape going into next fall. But, you know, speaking of the cap, as we just were, the Flyers were deemed officially over the cap for last season due to a couple of performance incentive bonuses that got handed out, one to Joel Farabee, one to Ronnie Adderd. And so the Flyers will have 82305000 to work with next season, which, you know, it's only you know, just under 300000 less but that could mean a lot this year it could but I, I'm, I'm not going to kill them for that I'd, I, I'd rather talk about their um, their hirings I liked one of the hirings and I didn't like <laughs> one of the others well it is interesting because we talk about you know the closed circle of hockey mm-hmm. people and trying to figure out ways to get more people opportunities in this league and the Flyers announced their hiring of Sammy Kapanen a former Flyers player as head of European player development, uh, which is not a, a bad thing. It's just, no, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. I think Sammy will do a great job. It's, he's just a known entity. And then yes. we have Kyle Shiro, who is the grandson of Fred Shiro, getting a scouting position. Yeah, that's the one where, okay, if you want to hire a scout that is a legacy person, do it with somebody with experience. The last thing this team needs is an inexperienced scout that now you have to go and train and take away from some of your other scouting because now you got to teach this guy how to do it. Like, it's just, to me, it's the wrong year to do it. Like, they really need to hit the ground running this year, especially with everything they've got put into the 23 draft. And I would rather hire a scout that has experience. In this instance, I'm not saying you can never hire a scout with no experience. I'm just saying I think it's a bad time to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about Kyle Shiro's hockey knowledge or experience. No, so me neither. I, I'm not going to judge him individually, but no, I I'm do... not judging him. I'm judging the process. Right, right, exactly. That it, it just speaks to an overall lack of creativity in terms of mm-hmm. who you're looking at for these positions overall. And criticize it or not criticize it, it's, it's a fact that these hires are not creative. It's definitely a fact. I did, however, really like Sammy Kapanen's presser that he had. I thought he had some really good things to say. Uh, He talked about Samu Tuomala's development thus far and really recognizing that he had a rough year. Uh, Oh, it was an abysmal year. It mm -hmm. wasn't rough. It was abysmal. It was the worst kind of year you could have for a prospect that you have high hopes for because he barely played. It's true. But I think having a guy like Sammy around – could help him recover from this year. And he was asked specifically about that. And I thought he had good things to say in terms of how do you turn things around when you've had a really bad year. And, and, you know, Sammy Kapanen was part of one of the worst Flyers teams up until this past year that they've had. And, And he talked a little bit about how they turned things around the following year in conjunction with some organizational changes and and personnel that were brought in and so i think he has a you know has a good head on his shoulders and i think he'll do well by our prospects over in europe yes but i think the only thing that worries me about this because sammy is a guy in europe is that they're going to let tuomala play in europe again and honestly based on the fact that he barely played this year and was completely out of place in the ahl he really needs to be in junior hockey in North America. He really does. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I think there are pros and cons to both uh, in terms of him being more comfortable and you know feeling at home where he's trying to turn things around versus coming to North America and trying to do it in a little more isolated fashion. I I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it's um, just I it's more games. Yeah. It's just he needs to make up the game somehow. That's a big thing. Yeah, well, there are pros and cons to both, and I'm sure Sammy Kapanen will be part of that decision-making process over this offseason. We are going to turn our attention to the draft lottery coming up next, but first we're going to hear about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, basketball playoffs, and the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued... Source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts, and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Russ, starting to get a little nervous about the draft lottery happening tomorrow night at 6.30 Eastern. And we started talking about this in a little bit more detail last week. In fact, on last Monday's show, we talked about it because if you recall, Steve Kornacki showed up on the broadcast for the last Flyers game and talked through all the statistics and and the percentages and probabilities to figure out where the Flyers might likely end up. And so we thought we would 
kind of go through what the most likely scenarios were and mm -hmm. randomly see what a pick selection might look like using Tankathon. We're going to link Tankathon in the show notes for you. It's a great resource for all the major sports, actually, in terms of draft simulation and, and lottery order simulation. And um, you can even look at a mock draft um, according to what they think the rankings are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a great site. And so you can just click a button, as I do very often, to see if the Flyers might move up in this draft or where they might end up. And I will say that my experience kind of matches with the percentages that we talked about. And so the most likely percentage for the Flyers to get is the fifth overall pick. And so, yep. you know, almost every time I click on that lottery simulator on Tankathon, the Flyers get bumped down because somebody moved up. I've done a few too, and it's like fifth is like what's happening. Yeah, like honestly, at least half of the time, if not more than that. And so I just, I just did it right now. And the Flyers, yep, dropped to the fifth spot, where unfortunately the New Jersey Devils have now received the first overall pick. Uh, so Seattle is in the number two spot. Montreal gets bumped down two to the three slot. Arizona's in the four slot. And the Flyers are at five. So now that the Flyers are at five, who do you pick? Well, I think based on the teams you just told me, I think they'll have a choice between Juracek, David Juracek, uh, David Connor Geeky, Jonathan Lekaramaki, Joaquin Kemmel, or maybe they have, you know, Simone Nemec there. Um, if it's me, I'm going with Lekaramaki because you saw, I mean, you knew I was very high on him before the world, before the um, recent um, under 18s. Mm -hmm. And he had 15 points in, I think in the under 18s, he was unbelievable. So based on that, I'm going to go with the guy who I think is the best scorer. Now, Connor Geeky is a natural center. He's six foot four. I think the Flyers might lean towards that, but I'm just giving you my pick. Yeah, I I think it might be a recency bias for me, but I think Joachim Kemmel might be my pick Okay, there just because we talked about him most recently, mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. excited about his potential. And That's I a do, good pick there. Believe me, if he's there, I take him. Yeah, I just think, you know, the other guys, again, I think New Jersey is going to pick absolutely go for Shane Wright, obviously. And I just think the way things are going, Logan Cooley will probably go to... Nemec is going to go three or four. I would say Savoy or Slavkovsky are going to be the other two to choose from that'll that'll go up there. And I just I, I feel like Kemmel has that edge for me in that slot. Yeah, if he's there, I mean, it's a good spot to be in. It's certainly a good place to take him. Again, could be a terrific NHLer. Now, if they're looking for defense and then you're going to go with either Juracek or Nemec. Now, if they're both off the board, then I would go with the offensive player. I like Matsychuk the next best as a defenseman, and he's really good, but I would rather get the better scorer at that point. All right, so the next most likely scenario based on my very many clicks on Tankathon is <laughs> that the Flyers don't move at all and that either Seattle, Arizona, Montreal reshuffle or nobody moves at all. And so um, if the Flyers get one spot higher, who are you taking? Well, you could be in Slavkovsky territory there. And I know the Flyers would certainly like the size, but also the scoring ability. If Slavkovsky is, is taken and somehow that's Savoy 
I jump on Savoy. Same. Same. I think if Savoy is on the table, he's my first choice. Yep. At, at number four. Never I, look not back. Sh- yeah. I just don't think there's anybody else that could potentially be available that's going to be the the right choice. I think Savoy just has the right skill set. And yep. um, I think that he would just add so much to what the Flyers are, are at least theoretically, trying to build. Yeah, no, I mean, moving look, he, forward. he could be a center. Even if he's not, he's playing both positions. He's a high-energy, high-motor guy. He's positive in the room, and he's a terrific, creative hockey player. Like, why wouldn't you want him? Yeah. All right, so the next most likely scenario in all of my clicking is the worst-case scenario, where two teams move up. Uh, one of the ones that is the at least the most palatable of any of the options of of them is Anaheim getting that number one pick. And then, you know, a team like New Jersey will move up to the number two slot. And then you're the three that are above us stay there. So the Flyers are in the sixth spot. And I worry about what would take place in that scenario just because I think I would have the hardest time picking at six. Yeah, it, it makes it harder because I think there you're talking about geeky, Lekaramaki. You could be talking about Yerichek. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you bring Nazar into it, into the conversation. Uh, but I think that's what we're talking about. My gut says Yerichek is the pick that they'll go for. Yeah, if he falls to that, I have to take him. Yeah, I would. I, I agree. I'm just not sure that taking a Nazar or even Brad Lambert um, is as wise a move as taking Yerichek. Well, you know, Lambert's one of the best athletes in this in this draft. There's no question about it. He, whether he could play center or not, we'll see. He has the, you know, he has all the attributes to do it. The big thing with Lambert is his belief is he's playing up right now and age so even though the points may not be there he's getting the experience but the points haven't been there in like a year and a half so that's the thing that's worrying me a little about Lambert yeah I think he'll just take longer to get to the NHL yeah he could of of any of this top group like uh, the middle of the top 10 I think that that he has the longest journey to the NHL yeah I think that's fair I mean now would they, the Flyers, look at Cutter Gauthier there? I know someone like other other online people have him there and pundits. But, you know, my, my feeling is this. I, I love Cutter Gauthier, and I love the shot, and he competes and, he's, and he skates well. I just don't know if I could take him there because I don't know if that shot's going to really get me past 50 points every year. If it does, then I'm taking them. But I, I don't know if it does. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know either. The Flyers are very interesting, and especially the Chuck Fletcher Flyers, because to me, they seem to be willing to take on guys that are more of a project. But at the same time, like this team needs to get better fast. <laughs> and so Yeah, but you can't I, draft to get better fast. They've already tried to do that. I think that's why they took Tuamala, honestly. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Is that, and I'm not saying this is what they should do, but okay. in terms of my experience of what they will do, right? they're going to try and pick somebody that's closer to the NHL. Yeah. And that's why I think Slikovsky plays heavy into it. 
mm-hmm. um, into what they're trying to do. Now, if you wanted to really take the guy you have to wait the longest for, but could really pay off, it would be Danilo Yurov, but who's playing for Magnitogorsk. But are they going to do that? Probably not. Probably not. No, I, that's not a pick I see them making in any scenario, to be honest. Even though he does have a huge upside. Oh, it's it's really he's a really good hockey player. But you're going to be waiting four years at least, maybe five. Exactly. All right. So again, in all of my tankathon clicking, which I have done very frequently, the Flyers do move up quite often. But of all the times they move up, I would say ninety eight percent of the time it's to the number two slot. It's virtually... two is tough, man. If they were in two, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. I know. I will too, because it is it is the worst pick, I think, in this draft. Not that they won't get a great player, because they will, no matter what, obviously. It's the easiest one. You know what it is? It's the easiest one for everybody to second guess down the road. Yeah. Lots of 2020 hindsight going on, especially with our recent history and Nolan Patrick. I think the pressure of a number two pick for the Flyers would be exceedingly huge. And so, you know, I think that for me, if I'm in the number two slot, I feel like the logical choice or the default choice at this point is Logan Cooley. But I would not be surprised if they went with Slavkovsky. If they go with Slavkovsky over Cooley, it's foolish. And I'll tell you why. Cooley's the center. Listen, I I didn't say should. No, no, I said would. I'm just... Playing that devil advocate, devil's advocate card now in advance. Um, you're passing on a natural center. You're passing on the guy with the best hands in the draft. You're passing on a guy that I think fans would easily identify with because he's an American guy from Pittsburgh. That's easy. Mm-hmm. I think Slavkovsky will take a little longer. Um, is Slavkovsky maybe a bit more talented? Maybe as a scorer, but Cooley does everything. Face-offs, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. And honestly, wow. I think the the utter joy Flyers fans will get from drafting a Pittsburgh kid yes. is tremendous. Like, yeah, I because they're going to be that. showing Cooley meeting Sidney Crosby when he, when he was a kid playing mm-hmm. in this hockey league. Like, it's perfect. It's so perfect, and I love that for the fan base. All right, well, keeping our fingers crossed that we do move up or we get to you know the fourth or fifth pick we don't want that sixth pick is the worst case scenario but uh we'll we'll see how it goes we'll obviously be talking more about that on tomorrow's show and we'll get to our nemesis of the week coming up next but summer is just around the corner and with that you're going to need some food on the go and built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations and you can throw them in your bags or a kid's backpack The best part about Built Bars is that they're healthy and delicious. There's no more sacrificing food for health. With Built Bar, you can have delicious treats and be healthy. And have you tried their puffs yet? They come in flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. They're only 140 calories. And if that's not enough flavor for you, then try a mixed box. The mixed box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. They make sure there's something in there for everyone. And all Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. My favorite flavor is Cherry Barcia, so I certainly hope they include that in my delivery. 
Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, you're going to have 240 calories, a ton of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so much more. New flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Russ, it's time for our nemesis of the week. If you are newer to the program, every Monday we look at what's coming up this week for the Flyers and in the world of hockey, and we decide who is our sworn enemy, what is the thing that is hanging over our heads. We name it and we call it out. Last week, we talked about having to highlight playoff teams that aren't the Flyers. We had a great series of bandwagon we interviews did. They were fun. with our yeah, with our fellow locked on hosts if you want to go back and listen to them in terms of who we wanted to bandwagon for these playoffs, but still sad that it was not the Flyers. Uh, I think it's very clear based on this episode so far that at least my nemesis of this week is getting lottery jitters mm-hmm. and the post lottery angst that will come with knowing what spot you're in and wondering who the flyers are going to pick for a couple of months. We got to wait until July to find that out. So I think that is probably the worst part of it. Yeah. Not for me only because like I've been working on this draft for four months already, five months already. And We'll work on it for a couple more. So I just feel comfortable that this is like part of normal life for me, but I get it for you, right? Um, Because I'm always writing about it. I'm always checking out new things, looking at new video. Same though. That's the thing is I spend all this time digging into all these prospects. And then I start really digging into later rounds and saying, who are they, you know, who are some potential? Then here's my recommendation. Cause I get to talk to other people who are invested in this draft. Like, broadcast it like people that i'm gonna broadcast with other people that are in- talk to more people in the industry about the draft maybe that'll help you feel better about it you know maybe that's the way to do it but i'll give you my nemesis it is espn please get me through <laughs> these games you know make every game a tnt game somehow some way make every game a tnt game and man the playoffs would be so much better some of these espn broadcasts they're testing me, man. I, I can't tell you how many of them I have to mute. I just do. It's a little rough. I I, I agree with you. But talking about the, the draft and, and all of that, we're going to have some experts on this show as well and bring some other opinions into the fray. In terms Go head of, to head. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and who the Flyers should pick in the first round and then looking at, you know, again, some other potential gems in later rounds that we should maybe keep an eye on. So that'll be a ton of fun when we get to do that. Very much looking forward to breathing, bringing that to you. So the last time I was at the Montreal draft, which I was, um, it was the Ryan Ellis draft. Just saying. (laughs) Well, that's bad luck. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Our Flyers fun thing, of course, is Tankathon, which we referred to earlier. So yes. you'll you'll have that link to you know start getting nervous yourself if you haven't already. 
Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. We are going to talk to Maddie Campbell from Broad Street Hockey about the Phantom season, kind of do a debrief on that with her, which will be fantastic. And we're going to have a little quick post-lottery reaction uh, mini-sode. So uh, look at your feeds right after the order is determined, and we'll, we'll have our reaction for you there. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. If you have somebody that you want us to profile that we haven't yet, let us know or let us know your feelings about where the Flyers wound up in the draft. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen locked on NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup final game, locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.